0: Annette Wolf.
1: And this is Brian Wolf.
0: We are very excited. You are on the monthly question and answer call for Quick Start graduates.
1: Yes, we're happy to have you on the call. You're all alumni. If you are not an alumni, have you if you have not gone through the Quick Start school, this is not supposed to be the call you're on. <laughs> uh, you guys, uh, we're happy to have you, and we are looking forward to answering questions and uh, maybe going through some deals and, and all that great stuff.
0: Yes, we actually uh, got a couple lead sheets uh, sent in and have some questions. And Ron LeGrand asked if we would uh, moderate the call tonight. Uh, for those of you that don't know us, um, actually you all know us because you've all been to the Quick Start Real Estate School. <laughs>
1: yes, and we are at every Quick Start Real Estate School. So. But, just to give you a quick rundown, in case somebody's on the call incorrectly, that's okay. It's uh Brian wolf and Lynette Wolfe were both started off as realtors. Uh, I actually in, was running a mortgage office in downtown Phoenix, so we'd been around real estate a long time. Lynette got into new homes. We had a lot of success in that, but we're really running ragged. So we found Ron and got it set up the right way, and the way Ron has it now, the way it's automated, we're the king and queen of automation out here and uh... we do a lot of business without uh... involving ourselves so that's your a lot of you guys don't have that level yet but that will be your next level up the main thing we want you guys to focus on once you get out of the school is and we just uh... just had a school graduate so some of you may have just uh... come from the real estate school in dallas that we just did and we talk about schedule and I'll tell you if you guys are not getting the results that you want I'm the culprit is probably you're not putting in 7 to 10 hours and if you're putting in 7 to 10 hours and you're not getting the results you better look at what you're doing and uh, a lot of you guys have our program with the you want to just follow a checklist and you know and but the number one thing is leads so
0: That's right. Yep. Thank you, honey. Thank you very much for that. So we're actually gonna we're gonna get started here. Uh, the way this works is that to get in the queue, you have to hit star zero. So if you guys have questions, hit star zero to get you in the queue. Now don't hit star zero a second time, or it takes you right out of the queue. So you want to make sure to just hit it once because you have hit star zero. Um, and of course, if you want to mute yourself, um, star six. But uh, get in the queue if you've got questions or if you sent lead sheets. Um, I know a lot of you guys are also, I want to mention um, that uh, you're all invited, of course, to come to the uh, alumni uh, alumni meeting. Brian, do you want to tell me about that?
1: That's coming up in August. Actually, uh, that's a two-day event with Ron, and that's uh, the alumni event, and Ron goes through a lot of the things that he thinks you guys need to focus on. Um,
0: it's actually um, in Jacksonville, Florida, and it's August 25th and 26th. The Quick Start alumni meeting, and what we do is uh, we just, I think it's just a um, $250 seat deposit thing, um, and then right preceding that is the Taking Action Communication Workshop, which is free. The same hotel on August 23rd and 24th, Ron the Grand said, since you're a Quick Start graduate, he really wants you to come to that as well.
1: Yes. That was the one thing Ron noticed, that people would get out of the quick start school, and sometimes they wouldn't take action. So he asked us to create the Taking Action Workshop, and people go in there, and whatever obstacles they got, we knock them down. We focus on real estate. Everything kind of relates back to real estate. But we, we also look at other parts of your life. So
0: so we're going to go for about one hour here. We're going to have to cut it off one hour at the most. So we're supposed to go 45 minutes. But it looks like we have a lot of people in the queue. Um, who do we uh, – re- is, who's on who's the moderator today?
1: We're the Hi, moderator. Who's Ariel. our operator? Operator. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't think Hi, of it either.
0: Like, what's that word? Operator. Ariel? Yes. Hi, Ariel. Um, do you have anybody in the queue yet?
2: Yes. Our first call comes from Susan. Susan, please go ahead.
3: Hi, Lynette and Brian. This is Susan and I met you down in San Antonio. Well, hello, Susan. Susan. Nice to hear hello. from you. Nice to hear from you, too. Um, I had a lead sheet that I called on today. I didn't I didn't send it in because I have no idea what to do with it, so it might not even be a deal. That's okay. Uh, if you could just run
0: through the important numbers with us. If you're looking at the lead property information sheet, which I know you guys have, it's on the Gold Club. I know that you guys are probably all uh, Gold Club members, Com. And uh, it's right on there, so basically, we need to know the asking price.
3: Mhm, um, I got this lead sheet from my v a so it does have the asking price- oh good, okay, so you got it from
0: uh, ron's v a service, which is a yeah. uh v a stands for not veterans
2: uh, <laughs> virtual, <laughs> virtual assistant.
0: assistant. Right. um so uh, if go ahead, give me the numbers uh,
3: okay uh they told me the asking price was three eighty two and they told me it was free and clear. When I called the seller today, the seller said there's a hundred and fifty thousand dollar HELOC on the property, so and that she needs to get it paid off by December because there's a balloon payment. So I didn't know what to do. Um the comps are good and you know Okay. Well,
1: so if she's asking three eighty two, that number one that seems like kind of a specific number. Uh, is that – where did you find this lead? Was it a Zillow lead?
3: Um, let's see. I don't think they told me where they got uh, – they got the Zestimate from Zillow. I don't know where they got the lead from. Okay, what's the estimate? The Zestimate is 372. Okay. Um,
0: yeah, so we either need price or terms, right? So it looks like um, they're asking pretty much what it's worth, okay? Mm-hmm. And um, as far as did you ask her, um, you know, if she would work with you on some owner financing? and. Um,
1: well, there's only one way out of this one, because if she has a balloon payment on that HELOC in December and the whole thing comes due, now she might – Not understand. Their helocs will sometimes mature. That doesn't mean that they all come due all at once. That means that you can't draw against them anymore. When helocs mature, it's good for us actually if we're taking over a mortgage like that. Um, But if it is actually coming due, guys, a balloon payment. If you don't remember from class, that's when the whole loan comes due and payable. So if she needs 150 in December, the only way she's going to get that is if she goes out and refinances. Now, she's got plenty of equity to do that, but what does she need to be able to do that?
3: So, Susan, do you know? She I mean, needs to have uh, a good, good, credit. To have good, credit. Yeah. good credit. Good,
0: good credit. Good job, Susan. So, but,
1: and she needs to be kind of flexible because this is, you know, uh, not a strategy. It's not a normal traditional sale, obviously. So right. you, th- we, um, there's actually a closing call where you will explain to her You know that she would go out and refinance and get get that HELOC paid off, and she could even get more money if she wanted another fifty thousand above that or whatever. And then you would just take over that mortgage, same way as you know we read the subject to closing call. So um, that would be really the only strategy. Anytime someone has a balloon payment, we need at least two years usually. I mean that's kind of the minimum that we're looking for with owner financing. We'd feel a lot more comfortable with five years. Or at least three years, but we've done deals with one year. Um, if you with a renewal,
0: but that's uh, that's like a minimum one year plus one year renewal if need be. I mean, obviously, we try to get ten or twenty years, or as long as we can, or what's left on the mortgage. Um, now, if you could
3: get her, our... go ahead. Is the uh, is the closing call that you recommended for this one? Is it in your? system books?
1: Yes, yes it is, and it's called the uh, refinance slash subject to closing call.
0: Okay, thank you. Yeah, that would be your best strategy. Thank you very much. I appreciate your help. You're welcome. It's nice to hear from me again, Susan. You know, try
1: because she obviously has, uh, she doesn't have a mortgage coming up close to that purchase price, I would see, you know, if she had a little wiggle room on that. Um, But Guys, it's terms are more important than price, and that's why.
3: Well, she she said she was flexible on the asking price.
1: Oh, okay. Well, that's oh, great. Oh, good. Yeah,
0: we want to. We need to get that price down too, of yeah. course.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's in the same closing call. And you're going to ask, you know, obviously with with sellers, it's what's the least. So, uh, in the owner financing closing call, obviously, with subject to, you just say, will you take what you owe on it? But will you sell the house for what you owe on it? But With this case, whenever it's a free and clear, they owe substantially less than what it's worth, then you just will ask what's the least, um, if we work this out and close whenever you want, what's the least you'll take? So that's the question. And then always followed by, Susan, do you know that one?
3: Is that the best you can do? Very good. good job. Awesome. (laughs) I learned good from you guys.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you for calling in. Um, The next person we have, actually, um, we just got done doing a a weekly mentor call, and part of the mentoring program is that we'll call your sellers for you. So we just got off the phone, and I believe Marcy and Brian, are you on the phone?
3: Yes, we are. Awesome.
0: So we were just doing our weekly call, and we just got off the phone with a seller named Nick, and um, you guys got to listen to me doing the uh, closing call explaining that we were going to go ahead let me run through the numbers just so they understand what we're talking about the seller was asking 103 uh, the seller owes 103 and the seller had told brian that he would sell for what he owes and brian did not get the mortgage information yet but the house is worth anywhere from 135 to 140 and uh, we uh, we went ahead and read the uh, closing call script we said that the debt would stay in their name um, that we would take over the debt, and the mortgage would remain in their name. And uh, the seller um, said that he was good with that. The seller, uh, Marcy, you remember the seller also said that uh, um, that uh, he would not only sell it for what he owed, um, but leave the mortgage in their name and told us what their monthly amount, how much was the monthly again, Marcy? Uh,
3: 1240
0: something. 1240, yeah, and that was P-I-T-I. So we're buying the house with uh, zero money down. Can they Never tell us about it? it? Where
1: did you guys find this lead? Uh, it was from a yellow letter. Mm-hmm.
0: It, it was uh, Christy King, right? That's yes.
1: right, yes. Right. Well, tell us a little bit about it, the first call, and, and how this has progressed.
2: The the funny thing is I almost didn't send the letter because uh, the the guy is used to be a newscaster in our area. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was afraid he would get it and... You know, I just didn't want any backlash from it. So, I, but then I sure. said, you know what? Let me go ahead and send it. So I sent it, and he called right away. And I called. Uh, he left a message for us with Pat Live. And uh, so I got the Pat Live notification. Called him back, and, and we just hit it off. Uh started going through the script, and right away he was like, "Yeah, I'll take what I what I want." Wow.
0: Awesome. Brian, you did a, I'm not talking about my Brian, I'm talking about Marcy's Brian. Great, great job. And then uh, it was nice that we could conference you in and you could listen to me doing the closing call. So um, what we're going to do with this, um, it needs a little bit of minor repair. so we're going to go ahead and exit out with a Work for Equity buyer. And, um, and what do you think the comps are in the area?
2: Uh,
1: for for the total value of the home or Yeah, what do home? you think the after repaired value would be? Uh in the 150s to 160s. Really? Okay, that that's a good margin, guys. That's extremely good. Well, now you have two choices. Do you take, you know, do you put in 5 or 10 grand if it's carpet and paint? What's the square footage on this house?
0: Uh, it's just around um, eighteen hundred square feet, I believe
1: Okay. I mean, you could probably spend ten grand on a rehab if it doesn't need anything major if it's just carpet paint and landscaping and that type of stuff, it may be worth putting you know if you have it, and if you want to do it and take a little time, it may be worth taking a couple weeks and doing some stuff to the house and then charging more if the arv was 150 and you actually fixed it up nice and staged it you could probably ask 169.9 9. but if the arv is 150 and it's kind of beat up really needs paint and carpet and maybe doesn't smell that great you're probably going to be pushing it to ask 149.9 9. um... maybe 139.9 depending on how really ugly it is
0: yeah i'm thinking based on these notes brian uh... 149.9 9 on the work for equity buyer
1: Yeah. So you got you know, and this is always a balancing act. Is it worth fixing it up and getting 20 grand more, or do you leave it to them to fix it up, and uh, you don't quite, you don't usually get as much down. And like we
0: love work for equity, sweat equity deals, and we'll advertise. You can advertise for that first and uh, see what the market brings. So
1: that's a great point, actually, guys. You can put the the sign that we do is is handyman special on the top line says handyman special, then the second line is, you guys should be writing this down if you don't have this, handyman special, then rent to own, comma, bad credit okay, which is the most important. That's the USP, unique selling proposition. Then on the third line, we'll put features of the house that are nice. So something nice, you know, big backyard, close to, close to nice school, something like that, and then the phone number on the bottom line. So, again, the top line, these are just work for equity signs now. Now, that's very similar, though, to our regular lease purchase sign, which just says rent-to-own home on the top. But this one says handyman special. Again, uh, rent-to-own, comma, bad credit okay. Then third line is the features. Fourth line is your phone number.
0: Right. And um, so, Marcy and Brian, one thing is uh, we're going to go ahead with the Work for Equity Buyer, if you one forty nine nine and... Um and then you paid 103. that's a total profit of $46,000. Yeah. You're not going to have any monthly cash flow, um, but you'll have no money down and none of your own credit. So that's pretty exciting. We're proud of you guys.
2: Thank yeah, you. that's a huge welcome.
1: spread. If you if you'd get that, and you don't even have to fix up the house beyond just getting any junk out of it. So basically uh, untouched.
2: Um, I do own a whiffing company, so I could throw in a little something. That's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know,
1: uh, this the thing that most people don't understand is how we add value in the financing world. And so we call, sometimes we call a work for equity deal an ugly house with pretty house financing. So you're getting some kind of financing, underlying financing, where they're leaving the mortgage in their name or something, and it just gives you so many more options of exit strategies and so much more uh, ways to add value to the deal. See, most people think you get get an ugly house, and the only way to add value is to fix it all up and make it all pretty, and so you add value that way and sell it retail. And they don't realize that, boy, you can add value just by saying a few words on the phone and structuring these deals properly, and then you've got a piece of paper that has great financing on it. So that's exactly what you guys did. Congratulations.
0: Well, we will be uh, talking to you guys uh, during the week then.
2: Nice. Thank you all very much.
0: You're welcome. Awesome job. Okay, so who do we have in the queue? Ariel? Is there anybody in the queue?
1: Is Ariel in the queue? Is Ariel a lot Come on, Ariel. <laughs> okay, all right. So we'll talk about some. Okay.
0: Um, actually, I think I have... Um,
1: Do we have another person on the phone?
0: Yeah. Do we have uh, Ed? Ed, are you on the phone? Yeah, we're here. Oh, good. Hi, Ed. How are you doing? Hi. Good,
2: Lynette. Real good, actually.
0: Well, we actually, uh, you you do the business with your son, Eric, and I know that uh, you had had some success you wanted to share. Um, Did you want to go ahead and share some of uh, those deals that you did recently?
2: Sure, yeah. Well, we just... uh, well and we
1: saw you actually at the summit, right? We saw you recently at yes, the you summit. Did,
0: yeah, he signed up for the mentoring program at the summit.
2: Uh, and you
1: are just uh doing really well getting out there and taking action.
2: Yep, we're getting done. We're make, we're actually <laughs> taking names and kicking butts as they say. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of excited, especially with Eric helping me here. He's been he's been a lifesaver over on this end of the world.
1: Oh, that's I'm awesome. And it's so nice when you can work with it. your family.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's important. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we we just uh, in fact we had the closing set for this Friday, but I I got one that we picked up that uh, it's a lease option for five years on my side. I purchased it on a lease option. Uh-huh. Uh For one hundred thirty-two thousand with a thousand five thousand and five dollar payment. So So five thousand dollar payment. Just sold it on another lease option for a three year term. Mm-hmm. Somebody with $11,000 down wow. and 1425 a month, plus $100 a month to go towards the earnest payment. Wow. Uh, so that that is a sweet
0: deal. So you got $11,000 yeah. deposit, and your monthly cash flow is $425 a month. And um, how much did well, you ask actually for that?
2: 525 a month. Mm-hmm. It's actually 525 a month because I have the extra $100 going towards the earnest
0: Oh, that's right. Oh my goodness. 525 a month, positive. Yeah, and
1: people wouldn't think that's possible on that size of a house, but it's just how wow. you put it together. That's a great job. That,
0: that uh, is well, that fabulous. Works real well.
1: Yeah, and so what's and the and total f- spread? What did you get it for and what are you selling it for?
0: 132 you paid well, and you're selling it for. Well, I'm
2: selling it for 160 165 basically. Um, wow. Okay. That's terrific. Nine.
1: That's a nice. You know, uh, that would be the goal is to hit thirty thousand. And here's the good thing about this, though. Everybody thinks. I mean, going in, this looks like a little over like thirty-two thousand dollar profit. But what happens is, if they don't buy in the first year, you're going to mark it up a little bit. You know, the purchase price will probably go up a few thousand, not necessarily. But remember, that's always an option. Also, the rent can go up. A little bit after twelve months, too, so this deal, and eventually, if they don't qualify, you have five years. If they don't qualify and they they end up moving out after two and a half years, and you put someone else in there, this is a whole brand new deal, and you just doubled your profit so that was a, this sounds like a great deal
0: right, right, well, we are very excited because you guys um have just been taking off since you joined us in the mentoring program, and you actually do what we tell you to do.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. We're getting it done, too. By the way, Lynette. Yes? Just bought another house today.
0: Oh, my yeah, goodness. I, go.
2: I had somebody come up to me who wanted to sell their house, and I went through the whole thing with them, and we're going to meet Saturday and sign all the contracts on it. But it's a $52,000 it's a uh, home is all, but it's they're ready to give it away, basically, uh, sell it for what they owe on it. Oh yep. that is wonderful ad
0: so they're willing to sell for what they owe another zero down, none of your own credit exactly um how did you get that lead?
2: That was actually a friend of mine. I've worked with him for about i guess I've worked with him for probably ten years, and he was uh he's getting married, so his uh, fiance has a house he's needing to they're wanting to get rid of it basically. they bought it for seventy thousand, and the assessed value is at sixty two so she owes sixty. And he thinks it's, uh he's convinced, you know, he's not going to be able to even pay a realtor to sell it. And somebody told him I bought houses, and so he came to me with that, and that's, that's the deal. Right.
1: See, now, what yeah. kind of term did you get on it, Ed?
2: Well, if it's subject two, I'm gonna, it's the life of a loan.
0: Yeah, yeah. So he bought a subject two, honey. He's just that's, taking over the debt.
1: Yeah, that is perfect yeah. that is
0: awesome. If you
1: get a deal like that, you could sell that to somebody who's self employed who knows they'll never qualify, never be able to qualify uh, at a bank. And that just gives you so much flexibility on the subject too. When you get a deal like that, it's it's really valuable. And you know what? The purchase price is less important in a deal like that even if you're paying you know what you think the market is taking over the mortgage for essentially now you it's up to you whether you want to do an axe deal and step out Uh, you could actually assign this but boy if you have a subject to financing you want to stay in as long as you can usually
0: wow that is great news good job on that ad thank
1: you and you know what this, this is a good lesson to everybody on referrals Because uh, warm referrals, people who know you, you know, whatever social circles. uh, We had a couple of students, an elderly couple, and, uh, you know, you wouldn't think they weren't going to go out and burn up the world or anything going out of the boot camp. But they came back, and they had done two deals at the next event I saw them at. And I said, well, now, where did you find those? And they were both people that knew them from church. And so a lot of times your social circles... People already trust you. You've overcome the biggest hurdle. They already kind of, they already know you or know of you, and uh, that's why also every buyer and seller you ever help, you should be asking them for referrals. That's a warm, great source of
2: business. Yep. That's our next step, actually, wasn't it, Lynette? We were talking about that exactly, of getting referrals from some of our people we've already done business with in the past. That's yeah, it's exactly
0: what we were just talking about on our phone call yesterday.
2: Uh,
0: we are so proud of you.
2: Thank you. Eric's been selling them for me, and he's been doing a good job of it. He just sold one based, you know, based on your help, Lynette. He finally got that one sold that we've been carrying for a long time, trying to get rid of.
0: Oh, my we're goodness, I know. When we met you, you were so. talking about uh, that one house that you've been having trouble exiting out of, and thank you uh, for us, of course, but Eric taking action and uh, doing the sell the first weekend, and that's awesome. Good job on that.
1: All right, well, so great yep. to talk to you guys, and I'm sure we'll be seeing you at something again soon. And we'll be talking to you every week.
0: That's right. Okay. Thank you, thank
1: you.
2: Thanks. Okay.
0: Bye. Ariel, is there anybody with questions in the queue?
2: Yes. Our next question comes from Randy. Randy, please go ahead.
1: All right. Hey, Randy.
4: Ryan and Lynette.
0: Randy! <laughs> Long time no talk to.
4: Yeah, how are you guys doing? Great.
0: Fantastic.
4: All right, I sent in three lease sheets. I hope they got in in time, but either way, I've got them here in front of me. Uh,
0: yeah, we actually uh, didn't get them, but if you can go over the important numbers, you know what we want to know about, right? Pick, pick what uh, you think is your best one first.
4: Yeah, I'll go over this one. This one, uh, uh man, it's just right on the next block over here where I live here in Elk City, and the guy said that he owes the uh, He owes around one seventy. I mean. Because when we were talking, you know, I asked him if he'd sell the house for what he owes. He said yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he was asking 175 but he said he'll sell it for what he owes. Uh, I did my comps. The comps come up to only around 155 but uh, his estimate on Zillow is 187 But, but
1: Now, comps, when you say the comps come to 155 what's your source on that?
4: I just did uh, recently sold comps. I actually went, you know, on the Dreams uh, system that we have
1: now, and right, right, you're using that well yeah. you also, so something Zillow is pulling some house that's sold that's a higher one to be getting one eighty seven so yeah. now here's the thing on these comps, as opposed to letting the brain of the computer, whatever logarithm is in there, figure out the comps for you the be- if you are ready to pull the trigger on a house and the comps are real uncertain. Uh, I would go into Zillow or whatever program you have that you can pull up recent solds, and Zillow has recent solds listed. Now, you want to look up, you want to try to keep them within a mile, and you want to try to keep them within a year, and the closer the better, obviously. A half a mile in six months is better. And so you look for specific comps and make sure that they are not bank sold. See, that sometimes skews... um, some, you know, sometimes when a computer is looking at comps, they're calculating in these bank solds that sold for 120 because it was all beat up. And so we're just looking for retail sales. So really what you need to find is the top two sales. Uh, top two sales it, within that parameter. Another thing that sometimes plays into it is year-built. If you're in an area where some homes were built in, like, the 80s and some were in the 50s, you know, you got to make sure they were built in approximately the same year. And approximately the same size and same bedroom bathroom count, so if you can specifically point to two comps and say, "Look, this one's 180, this one's 185," um, and they are very similar to your your subject property, I'd feel pretty confident, you know: uh,
0: it... Yes, and of course, um, of course, we always take it to the marketplace and you're going to get your answer real fast, and you're only risking 10 dollars.
1: That's yeah, another good point. Yeah, and that sometimes people are afraid to pull the trigger, but guys, as soon as you get it under contract in the first weekend, if you even if it's not ready to show yet, if the person's still in there and you're you're going to wait till they move out or whatever, uh you can throw some signs out in the area advertising house for sale. It just like, you know, the rent to own home, uh bad credit okay sign. And so you put that out there, you put 10 of them out there, and if you don't get any calls, you know, you got 30 days to do all your due diligence on this house, and if it doesn't pan out, you got you know your entire loss is 10 bucks that you risked with your. Uh, that, that's you right. Okay. Yeah.
4: One thing, the, this was pretty much going to be a a go on this deal, but uh, when I called him back, you know, to do the closing call with him, you know, because I, I actually called him initially. This was a lead that I just got off of the. Well, I got off of Zillow actually, but uh,
1: okay.
4: he's got a VA loan, so that shot it down because he needs another VA loan to get his next house. So I couldn't do a subject two anymore, could I?
1: Um, you know what? There is some exceptions to that, and you know, I'm not gonna tell you uh, a hard and fast no. Although generally you got to jump through some hoops and yeah they lose their VA qualification if they if it's tied up with a prior loan they can't get a new VA loan now remember uh the VA loan i mean if uh you can get a conventional loan obviously you don't get no money down loan there so most people want to keep their VA loan that that can be a stumbling block but you know what you should have them call the VA and ask them if there's anything that they could do uh to to get another VA loan if this one is, stays open, if he sells this house basically on owner financing.
4: Yeah, because in the, in Ron's terms course, you know, his latest one, yeah. he's, got that, he's got that example in there where he bought that house from that guy. He was going to do a subject too, but he, he did a wraparound mortgage to actually protect the seller because he knew the seller was going to need to get another VA loan. But in that deal, it was going to be maybe a couple of years before he got the loan. But how does that?
1: Okay, work? here's the, here's what I'll tell you. The last time I checked the VA the FHA qualifications. Now, I don't want to get too complicated on this, but it's an important category. To you know, it's an important subject. So. The FHA loans generally it used to be pretty easy if you would just whip off some kind of a rental agreement and show it to the lender, they give you seventy five percent off the debt ratio off of some debt that was on the seller's credit. But now you know obviously, with everything that's happened in the last few years, people are the banks are a lot more skittish about this so right now, the way the FHA guidelines read is they need to show twelve payments not coming from them. And they should. You should do a wraparound mortgage, not just take the mortgage subject to. Because if you take it subject to, uh, there isn't even a debt instrument to foreclose on you. And so, just in order to protect the seller, uh, if you know they're going to go out and get another loan in a, a year or two, this will help them qualify with their next lender. If you have your attorney create a new mortgage. I uh, just wrap that underlying mortgage. Now they can wrap the exact same amount. You don't have to change the terms or anything. It's just creating a document that shows that this, you know, transaction took place just so the next lender will be happy. Okay, so it's 12 months usually, but now here's the little caveat on this whole thing. If you can go and find a portfolio lender, okay, here the, I don't want to confuse you guys, but a portfolio lender is usually a small local lender who keeps their own loans in-house they service their own loans they don't sell it so they don't have to qualify by fha guidelines so they actually are loaning out their own you know money locally there and so if they do that they have a loan committee and they can do stuff they don't have to follow you know guidelines so they can give exceptions and do some more creative things so if you want to look up your town and then type in portfolio lender and do a little bit of research, or ask any mortgage broker that you're working with. And, guys, you're all going to need mortgage broker on your dream team because they're the ones that are going to get your, your lease purchase buyers qualified uh, and work with them. So you're going to need them anyway, and then you can ask them about this.
0: So, Randy, is there um, any monthly cash flow on this if you take over the debt? Uh, let
4: me see. Well, not a whole lot because he says he owes – his payment, you know, he didn't have to know the exact numbers. Whenever I was talking to him, he said his payments around a thousand. Well, on the rentometer, it showed the high point for rent was eleven $1, fifty on that one. But that right. doesn't really make sense either because that house is, like I said, it's just a block over from where I live. And there's another house down the road from here that I checked the
3: the rent on, and it was even
4: a a smaller house, and it showed higher rent. So I, I don't know. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah. Well, you know, I'm I'm a uh... I don't know what's I don't know the square footage or bedrooms, but I can tell you that a lease-purchase buyer will pay more than a renter will pay because we're giving them the luxury of financing. They can't go out and get a traditional mortgage. So even if uh, even if the rentometer, you know, if you uh, suffice the eleven hundred, you could get you know twelve, thirteen hundred. So there'll definitely be some positive cash flow on this then.
4: Yeah, it's a three-bedroom,
0: two-bathroom, square feet, 1966. So oh, okay, so yeah, almost 2,000 yeah, square feet. Oh yeah, 1,100. Yeah, so no, it's 1,900 some square feet. Yeah. That's yeah. very
1: nice. Also, is this house? I mean, is it on a good lot? Does it look nice? Is it got good curb appeal? I mean, it's, yeah, it
2: looks great. Yeah, yeah. Well,
1: you know what? I I would say it's gonna tend trend towards that 187 more than the 155. But like I said, just check and see if you can find two decent comps that sold on Zillow or whatever you know site you want to go to, with you know with decently recently.
0: Yeah. So just uh, put it under contract um, and take it to the marketplace. Yep. Uh, um, did you have another one you want to talk about, Randy?
4: You know what? So those... I just got a question right here, real quick. What about if a person doesn't have the money, per se, for closing, you know, to pay the closing costs. Can can we do like a 90-day window and find a buyer first, or how does that work?
1: Yes, if you think, how much are closing costs very expensive where you are?
4: Well, not for a subject too. I mean, they're not real high here in Oklahoma. They, I don't know the exact amount yet. Okay, but you're
1: talking about, uh, you know, if you're going to close and you're taking the deed. The easiest way, if you're not living in Texas, the cheapest closes to do a sandwich lease purchase so well,
0: actually yeah you're going to buy it with owner finance um in Texas um and then exit out with a uh, the lease purchase that's but, right
1: yeah but in Texas uh it's really cheap to buy properties um
0: to yeah purchase. with the owner financing so it's essentially um with with that being texas if you buy with owner financing you know if you don't have money to pay those closing costs because if you're getting a good deal from the seller like this you know he also oh, seven no he's in
1: Oklahoma hun. so if you're in Oklahoma
0: oh you know, Oklahoma I it was
1: texas to do a sandwich lease purchase if you don't want to incur a bunch of closing costs however you know sometimes the the time to close on these houses and not just do a sandwich lease purchase is if you're getting a good amount of equity in the house or if there's a real good positive cash flow, on a deal like this, frankly, it's kind of tight on equity and, and that, and I might just buy this as a sandwich lease purchase, and it's very low closing costs. It's basically an attorney's uh, you know appointment, however much they charge for a closing. So that's about it. Um, the other thing is, too, if you have a lease purchase buyer lined up, uh, before you close, you may, I mean, this is a little bit of a timing thing, but if it works out this way, you might already have a few thousand dollar deposit on a property from your lease purchase buyer before you go to closing with your seller. It depends on if the property is vacant and there's some other factors that play into it, but sometimes you can get money from that source.
4: Does the 90-day window only then normally uh, take effect, come into play, if you're if you're actually buying the house on lease option? You don't really do that when you buy one-owner financing. Is that what you're saying?
1: Uh, I'm saying that when you uh, – what, what's your question?
4: On the 90-day window, if you get a 90-day window for closing, basically, right. does that normally only apply if you're buying the house on lease option? Or you, can that also – I guess you can anything you guys agree to, I mean you can do anything I guess, right?
1: You can do anything but you're never gonna normally write in a if you're doing a sandwich lease purchase, you're normally not gonna write in a ninety day close on that. I mean that's normally gonna be a thirty day you're probably taking possession, you know, as soon as they move out or whatever. Um, but if you are buying it, people do ask for more time because now the seller's not going to think this, but usually they have to line up financing. That's usually why people ask for a long close. And uh, in our case, there we really don't need to ask for a long close. But you can get a long close if you feel like you need more time. Okay. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Good questions, Randy.
4: Yeah,
0: these were awesome questions. Oh, thank you. All right, we'll talk soon.
4: All right, you good? See
0: Okay, Ariel, who do we have in the queue?
4: Okay, our next question comes from Nathan. Nathan, please go ahead.
2: Hey, Brian and Lynette, it's Nate Weaver from Iowa.
4: Well, hello,
0: how are you doing from Iowa, yeah.
2: Great, just saw you guys a month ago. i tell you what, I have been on fire since leaving the summit. Uh, As you know, I was in the Quick Start back in October, and I did everything, got the mentor, got the website, and what I didn't do, Lynette, is take action. I thought it was all going to be a machine that was going to work for me right off the bat, and it didn't. It didn't work that way. I wasn't putting that in enough time and energy, but I was learning along the way. And I have mm-hmm. to tell you, since this last summit, I have just uh, I got uh, two under contract, and then I talked to a guy. Um, this happened all last week. I talked to him, and I I was all prepared. For, I had my numbers in my head about what I was going to negotiate. I was going to go talk to him about a lease option. Uh, I got the house. I uh, I. Uh, the house, he already said it was uh, on sale for 120 I I saw one down the street that was a two bedroom that was sold for 127 recently. So I knew the comps were around maybe 130 135 And that's what he said. He said the costs were around 135 The house needed a little work from the prior tenant, leaving it a little dingy. So he said the house was 120 He wasn't budging on that. And um, I went in there prepared to, to do a lease option with him. And he said, Well, I'd rather just contract the house to you. And I said, Well, okay, that sounds good to me. <laughs> never brought up did, did, the whole time. Never said anything about down. So of course, as Ron would say, don't say anything about it either. So we, we worked out all of the payments. He ended up saying, "Well, I'll tell you what. You pay me a thousand dollars a month, um, and it'll be it'll ended up being owner financing. The thousand dollars went completely towards interest, which I'm okay with because I plan on, on getting it uh, sold quickly and i and, and renting it for a little bit more. So it's gonna I'll be able to cover those costs. Right, but the only problem is he was really excited to want to, want to close quickly. And I'm sitting there thinking, I, you know, I said, well, I can't, I, I can pay you my first month's rent by the 15th of April. He said, that's fine. So I, I don't have to pay anything for three weeks in my mind, and I still don't really know how I'm going to do that. But I'm like, I can't turn down this zero down payment right. on No, Nathan,
0: this is great. So you're getting it for 120 zero down. It's worth 130 to 135. These numbers sound really exciting. How did you this
2: lead? So how did I get it? I thought it was actually uh, bird-dogging. A friend of mine sent it to me, uh, took a picture of the for sale sign, called him. Here's what I'm running into that, for me, this is working on. Maybe it could help other people. But I keep running into renters that are trying to liquidate their, their, their houses. They're sick of being landlords. And I basically, my proposal to them, I said, what imagine this, imagine I'm a property manager that works free for free and pays your rent and also will buy your house. And they go, I don't get it, sounds too good to be true. I say, let me work my magic, and if if you agree if you agree to the terms, I agree to the terms, let me take over, I'll take care of repairs and maintenance and sell the house. And they're like, well, okay, I don't know how you're going to make money. I said, you don't worry about that, just let me do it. <laughs> and they do it. And so I've got like three renters right now who want, now they now that I've gotten these under contract, they throwing properties at me, wanting me to buy them. And I'm like, well, slow down. Let me get it, keep the first.
0: <laughs> right. You're talking about three landlords that are currently have renters in their property?
2: They don't have, no. They're, they're vacant properties, and they're trying to liquidate them. They're sick of being landlords. So they're trying right. To sell we, have the um, we have a
0: specific script for that. We have a specific script for rent out landlords. It's for rent.
1: Yeah, for, for rent opening call script.
2: Right. Well, I I don't, I've just been running into them and kind of going by the seat of my pants, but That's I tell you awesome. what, these guys are these guys are like gold mines because they they're sick of being landlords and they liked my my proposal. So within three days, I put it up on Craigslist. Put I didn't even put a sign out yet. I got I showed it. I used a little trick from Jake Connor. I cooked some cinnamon buns when I showed it in the morning, so it smelled very homey in there. And,
0: yeah, we uh, use we use Spunkmeyer cookies.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it works. It works so. It's like psychological warfare. But so they they called me back within a day. They said, let us think about it for the weekend. And I told them, I said, okay, but I'm going to keep showing it over the weekend. It's Easter weekend. Somebody might, might buy it ahead of you. They called me back to the next day. They said, okay, okay, we'll put down the down payment. I ended up selling it. I, I told them I sold it to them for 139 So I got a 20000 spread. And uh, the rent um, was, is 1200 So I'm going to make $200 a month um, monthly spread on it. And wow, I got $10, Nathan, $10, that's down payment. Awesome. How much zero dollars out of my pocket, ten thousand dollars in my pocket within three days. Can't believe it! Wow!
0: Wow! That That is fantastic. fantastic. That is awesome. Wow! Wait a take action. That is the definition of taking action.
1: See, and the whole key here is you tied up a valuable asset just with the power of flapping your lips and some contracts, knowing how to fill out some paperwork, and then somebody handed you ten thousand dollars. It's just like it's awesome. I can't believe it.
2: Can't believe it. And so I have two others that are under lease option right now, and I've been showing them. And I got a lot more, like I said, with these renters. And the other thing that that you mentioned earlier, Brian, that's key, is I go out to local entrepreneur meetings with that Meetup app. I meet people in the local RIAs and local entrepreneur meetings. And oh you yeah. You start to know who the big who who the, who the wheelers and dealers are in town, and then you start dropping their names to other landlords, and they they you gain credibility that way because you sound like okay, you're involved with the community of real estate in this area. That that is really very is. clever, sir. Absolutely. And whether I know what I'm talking about or not, it makes me come across that <laughs> way, and I, I'm learning as I go. <laughs> there you go.
1: Well, you're doing great, and you're taking action. That's the key, you know. Once Thanks. you're out there in the world doing it, it's it's amazing how it works.
0: Well, we're very excited. Are you coming to the alumni in uh, August?
2: Well, now I'll have enough money, so yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's the right answer. We will be there. So come to our Taking Action communication that's two days prior to the alumni.
2: Okay, we will do. Great,
0: great story. Thanks, Brian, thanks for that. You're welcome. Thank you for sharing.
1: Hey, who's up next?
0: Wow, that was exciting. That was very
1: exciting. Well, I have a link from
0: uh, Roger, actually. I think, Roger, are you on the phone? Yes. Hi Roger. How are you doing?
2: I'm good. Can you hear me?
0: Yes, we can oh. hear you. We we uh we actually got um we got two lead sheets from you and I know that you also had um some exciting uh news you wanted to share as well.
2: Hey, pick, pick. uh Yes, it was called delayed delayed uh reaction, delayed intelligence, I think they call it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Tell uh, us about
2: that, Roger. Okay. Well, I, I am in construction, but also do me and my wife do real estate. And uh, it was funny because uh, last fall, uh, my architect came to me. She had two, uh, two uh, four-unit buildings she was trying to get rid of. And, you know, all these times I've been hearing Ron talk about, you know, no money down, try to buy them no money down, uh, let the owner carry the financing. Well, I wasn't even thinking about rentals I do a lot of flips my wife and I Right. and so what we did what I did was I had her get me some information I printed off sheets information sheets and took them to a local REA meeting and passed them out trying to get someone to bite on the deal bite you know buy them nobody was interested so uh, what happened was about December I told my wife I said you know what we haven't been very smart I said they keep telling us to buy these things with no money down. So I called. I called the lady back and asked her. I said, "Do you still have those properties?" She says, "Yes, I do." And I said, "Would you own or finance them?" And she said, "Absolutely." <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the, what, what the, the number, the way the numbers work, she bring. They're already rented. They're already fixed up. I mean, they've taken real good care of these properties. There's eight units, two buildings. They bring. They bring in thirty five hundred a month. We worked out the deal with them, owner finance, uh, no interest payments. Uh, we are going to actually take them over May 1st, and we will be paying them like $2,400. That in- includes insurance and everything, and we're buying them land contract. Uh, seven and a half years will be paid for. They will cash flow $1,000 a month right now. I know, that's crazy. So they're just
1: handing you, a, a sounds like $1,100 a month, $2,400 is your payment, and you're making 3500
2: Correct. Yeah, yeah. And, and what what I thought, you know, I, I'm thinking seven and a half years, that's, you know, $3,500 a month, that's a pretty good retirement check. <laughs> it is. <amazing. laughs> yes. That's an awesome and it, deal. And you know what? You just had to ask. You just had to ask. It's amazing. <laughs> Exactly, and it was funny because after I went back to the room meeting and told everybody I bought him and told him to deal, <laughs> then they all, there was three guys got me in the corner and said, hey, if you don't do that deal, we'll take it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, That's
2: where you could sell
1: that contract, you know, but you don't want to. It's just way too good of a deal.
2: That's yeah, no no money. That's what I thought. Man, they're going to give me $1,000 a month, and I don't have to go to a bank or finance anything. Yeah.
0: And Roger, you thought you knew everything before you started uh, doing the mentoring program with us.
2: Uh, well, yeah, I actually uh, went to the summit. Uh, I've been doing real estate for about two years, and well, the first year we just kind of went to things and kind of learned what what was going on and stuff. And then in the last uh, in the last year, well, since it was a year ago in April, we started buying houses. We're on our fifth flip right now. And we've got the two apartments we're buying, and I wanted, I wanted to get into the uh, lease options, and so we yes. signed up for mentoring.
0: The pretty and, house world. You're a rehabaholic, yeah. and we're going to fix you.
2: Yes. <laughs>
1: it's easy. You know what? I mean, just look at this deal you just did. And this thing is going to be a cash cow for, uh, you know, or Ron calls them golden geese, for a long, long time, and with no none of your own blood, sweat, and tears poured into it.
2: You know, it's it's and that was that was what was crazy because I thought you know, and I I I just keep thinking you know that was so stupid. I'm trying to give this great deal away, and all I had to do was ask them. That's right. That's
0: right. And uh, I know that uh, you're not going to swing the hammer anymore, right?
2: Well, I might paint a little bit. I do have, did have to do a little bit of that. we got two houses that are about done, and one cool thing about that is uh, we've got two houses almost ready for market probably within two weeks, and once those two houses sell, my wife is quitting her job, and she's going to help me do real estate full-time.
0: Oh, that's
2: great.
0: That is fantastic. As we
1: get to be together and work together just like us, that's, always, that's great.
0: Well, you, you uh, tell her hello for us.
2: Yep. Uh, Okay, well, she's listening in the background, so. Oh, she is. <laughs> Sorry, Roger. Hey,
1: Roger, I looked at your leads. Uh, we'll talk to you about them later because we want to get to a couple more calls. Okay. That's okay? Fine. Awesome.
0: Thank All you, right. Roger. Thank
1: you so much. You're welcome.
0: Okay, Ariel, um, can I see how many people do we have in the queue right now? Okay,
2: at the moment we have two.
1: Okay, great.
0: Because that's ten to Okay.
1: That should be just about right. Okay, who's up next?
2: Okay, our next call comes from Luz. Luz, please go ahead.
3: Hi, I'm Lynette and Brian. Hi. Hello. How are you? How are good. you doing? Very good. I have a question. Actually, not about a deal. It's um just a question. I have a bird dog that's finding prop vacant properties for me. Okay. And it's turning out that a lot of them are bank-owned, you know, REOs with no sign on them. Mm-hmm. And um, I want to know, other option do I have? I told her I, I would have to wait until there's a realtor sign on them so I know. Yeah, um,
1: and you know what? That's annoying.
5: Yeah, so that's the only option. Like I
1: that's all right that I wanted to buy. Oh, sorry,
0: honey, you got cut off. Can you go again?
1: Yeah, I've gone into properties, you know, like that, found properties. Oh, wow, this is an opportunity. You know, there's no sign on it. It's an ugly house. And you get kind of excited about it. And then you find out it's bank owned. And then you find out, uh... You can't even get at it until they list it, and so when they're just going to put it on the market and list it at whatever. So depending on your market, now sometimes you can kind of watch for properties like that and see. And, but you know, you try to push the bank or you try to get into the bank's department where they're the foreclosure department or something. It, it's really uh... it's a hard go. So. Those kind of properties are frustrating. I wish I could tell you there's a magic wand to get through, but the bank releases these properties on their own timetable, and they want to release them on their own timetable. And there's nothing you can really do as an individual investor to get them to release a property before they have it scheduled. So, you know, good good luck on on those. But until they get to sign to a realtor, and then by the time they get to sign to the realtor, then they're on the MLS and uh, depending on your area, you know, once properties hit at the MLS, sometimes you can get good deals in some areas, and some areas like in our area in Phoenix here, very hard to find a good deal on the MLS that you can, you know, buy.
0: But, yeah, they're looking for all cash.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and all, that's the other thing. If you, you know, it's great if you can find an ugly house. Obviously, if you're paying all cash, you're going to follow the mail formula, but if you can find an ugly house where there's, uh, an owner, a regular uh, private owner on it, and uh, they are willing to maybe do some kind of owner financing. That can set you up uh, a lot better too. You don't have to come up with any cash. So, except for a okay. rehab, okay? All right. Okay, I
3: just wanted to make sure I wasn't missing something. Thank no, you.
1: you're not. But you know, uh, uh, just ho- hopefully you'll find some, like I said, that are not are still owned by private people. That'd be the better cool. one.
3: Right, okay, thanks
0: so much. You bet. You're
2: welcome.
0: Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Ariel, um, who do we have in the queue? We got one more. Yes, our next call comes from Corey. Corey, please go ahead.
2: (laughs) Corey. Corey.
0: Okay, I'm like, we cannot do a um, a Gold Club call without Corey. uh, All right. I am on. Yes.
5: So, I have a question. Um, I just actually purchased a three unit apartment. Um and there's a guy that wants to do a lease option on it. Um he has about twelve thousand dollars he wants to put down, which is about half of what I paid for it. Mm-hmm.
1: Um I just <laughs> oh, wait, this is a three unit apartment building that you paid cash for for about twenty five? Uh twenty six. Twenty six? And uh, sure. do, so, do you already own it? I mean, did you close on it and everything? Yeah. Okay, that's and so now he wants to give you twelve thousand dollars. What what kind of purchase price would he give you for it?
5: Um, we talked um, about seventy five.
1: And that's with no work on your part. No, that that's
5: with with it being fixed. Oh, with it being so, fixed, so you would have to fix it. Yes. Which okay. Um, the old, really, um, I just put in actually, I just put in a furnace mm. and hot water heater. Okay. And then the the rest of it is basically just um, cosmetics that um, he would take care of. So. Okay. Okay, so how much would you be into it for?
1: Uh, about thirty five. Okay, and sell for seventy five. Yep.
0: Sweet.
1: Yeah, we like those deal. numbers, Corey. Yeah, that's and and you're getting twelve down. You're still, you know, you still have thirteen of your own cash tied into it, or fourteen, which is not the greatest, but
5: you no, know, that's a private. It's a private.
1: Um... Oh, it is. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, there you go then.
5: Yeah, it's not definitely. Even your you know, money. Obviously...
1: as long as it's other people's money. Okay. That's right. That's so awesome.
5: I'm, you know, I'm just learning and listening, so.
1: Well, obviously so, you are, because you're really doing great. So that's I that's. What that's
5: I what would I do on that as far as, like, setting up? I actually already have a renter coming in on month, on Friday. Well, does he
1: want to have this thing as a vacant property? Does he want to own an, or does he want to, like, live in one of the units and rent out to, or what's his plan? He just wants to live in one of the units. Okay, and so right
5: now uh, how many of the units are rented? Just one um, guaranteed, and then I have um, probably... There's a two-bedroom in it that someone else is looking at. Actually, three people are looking at it on Wednesday. Well, would you rather? What would this cash flow if you hung on
1: to it? That's that's the whole thing. I mean, uh, how much did he pay you per month to lease purchase it? And how much would you get per month if you had three tenants in there?
5: So, if I had three tenants in there, um, projected, I could have about eight to nine hundred dollars a month cash flow. That's after all expenses. Okay. That's really good.
1: That's really good. And if you sold to him, how much would he pay you per month? I mean, how much uh, over, what would you be cash flowing if you went to him?
5: I'm not sure how to set that up because – Well, he's going to cash flow. See, that's the
1: whole thing. If he pays you for this thing, he's going to want – he's going to have to set it up on some kind of an amortization schedule with you if you're going to give – him, owner financing, or he's just going to lease purchase it. Then you just got to come up with a payment. You know, whatever you think is. Yeah, works.
0: and you can just go to bankrate.com to figure that out. It's if you're doing
1: out. amortization schedules, but you know what, Corey, I I hate to give that property up, man. I
0: that's mean, I <laughs> I. Cash so that's what I was thinking. Something
1: <laughs> that's cash flowing like that. It, it depends on how much maintenance it is. I mean, if you're putting all new tenants in there. And obviously this is low end. I mean, so sometimes tenants in that range can be kind of lower end.
0: Well, but for for Maine, it's not low end. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well,
5: I do what part of Maine, but that that is probably about the going rate in Maine in, Mexico, in that area. So yeah, you know, in that area.
1: You you could potentially have nice, you know, well, good paying tenants in there, and you know, a really good cash flow per month. I
5: do have um, the the one one. Tenant that I have going in is a um, subsidized housing tenant. Um, she is definitely, you know, you can just tell by by looking at her and talking mm. to her. She's going to be a good tenant. So,
1: okay, um, she's so going to be a good
2: tenant.
5: Got, got well, you account. know
1: what? I, I guess would he be would he pay you more if you have it rented already? Um. Could you, if, you, if you say look I've already installed two really oh and also you better not put somebody if you're still thinking of selling to him you better not put somebody in the unit he wants to live in right no <laughs> that's a good point <laughs> otherwise he's going to not want it anymore so put you know make sure you know where he wants to live if you're still considering him but I don't know. It's like I said, you got to come up with a number. Well, if you could sell it to him, he has all the headaches. He has to deal with the tenants, all that, and you still cash flow 4 or 500 bucks a month. And then, you know, you lease purchase it to him for uh 5 years or I don't know, 3 years, and if he doesn't qualify, you know, you would get the property back if you wanted it. Um, so, you know, there's good things about... Yeah, now, I like, like that plan. Yeah, there's good things to lease purchasing it. You know what? He would probably do a two-year lease purchase. That would be unwise on his part, and you don't want to take advantage of him. I'd, I'd probably give him at least three years. Yeah. If he wants five years, you know, I don't know. If you Now, that's where if it's a $500 positive cash flow and you've gotten zero headaches, you're still leaving him a four or five or six or, as time goes on, maybe more positive cash flow in there, so he's still... You know, got some kind of profit, and uh, you know it's it's just headache free to you. So that might be a strategy if you're getting enough cash flow out of it. And then, like I said, I mean, give him three years, and if he doesn't qualify, you know, you can get the whole thing back and start over, and and it's like buying it all over again.
0: Yeah, okay. I like that. Wow, okay. I can't believe how far you've come since we met you, Corey. When did you enter Ron, Ron the Grand, and the
5: Wolf's World? June of last year, 2015.
0: Wow, that's incredible! You've come so far.
5: Yeah, and I have to really, I have to say that when I started, like the Taking Action Workshop, and then the Leads to that in December, that was kind of like the turning point of my, my thought process and how I was working and, and what I was doing wrong. And, and
3: wow,
0: everything. oh, that that is well, so wonderful. That means so much to us. Thank you.
1: Well, um, I do, we could mention that. We do have a Leads to Deeds event coming up, guys. It's a special event where people bring their leads. Corey was at this last one where everybody brings their leads in and we call them throughout the event and we take you out on a pretty house bus trip. It's in Phoenix where our office is here. So it's kind of cool. I'm not going to talk about it anymore. Yeah, you can
0: call around the grounds office if you're interested.
3: Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, the 904-262-0491. But um, thank you, Corey, and we will be talking to you tomorrow.
3: Yes.
5: Okay, sounds good. Thank great you.
0: job. Okay, bye. Well, this has just been a fabulous call. Yes,
1: some oh my great goodness. information, great questions, some really good deals. and some. Now, guys, the good thing about listening to those deals, sometimes if it's not your deal, it gets a little frustrating, and that's good. I mean, I want you to get a little frustrated if you're not doing a deal a month. If you're doing a deal a month, that you can – Start to get a little complacent, but if you start doing a deal a month, you're going to want to do t- two deals and three deals a month because you'll be motivated. But uh, right now, let's all get focused on just churning out one deal a month and uh, so that you're the one that uh, can come on the call and say, talk about your great deals and what you're doing.
0: We would love that. And also remember, you can come back to any Quick Start Real Estate School for a year for free. So every time you come back, um, you're going to learn more and more. It's like a fire hose. And we just came back from teaching, helping uh, around the ground at this last uh, quick start. And uh, so many students were there for a second time. uh, some of them even a third and fourth time, but they just said, wow, it's like all of a sudden the words, um, it wasn't they were just trying to take notes frantically. All of a sudden the notes they were taking uh, meant more yeah. to them. I and uh, the fact that you can come for free for the next year is just phenomenal. You just call and get registered.
1: Yeah. So Lynette and I are at all those and most of the other events. And there's lots coming up, so just stay in touch. The summit's coming up again in January, and all kinds of things.
0: Yep. The summit is January 18th through the 21st, uh, Daytona, Florida. Yep. And once again, you just call Ron's office to get signed up on that. The 904-262-0491. And um, once again, this has been a fabulous call. Thank you all for joining.
1: Yep. And we hopefully we'll talk to you
2: guys all soon and see you at a event real soon.
0: Awesome. Keep taking action.
1: Bye.